What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, and welcome back to God Grits and Hips Podcast. It's me, your girl O, coming to you to rant and rave and talk about whatever it is that I'm talking about on today. I realize maybe just now, <laughs> I know I do it, but I realize that I kind of have this spiel that I do every time that I start this, and it's not on purpose, so maybe it is. Maybe in my head, I feel like I have to be consistent. I'm usually not necessarily a creature of habit. I, you know, I'm definitely the pink in a room of black. I walk to the beat of my own drum. So it's interesting that I have this thing that I do all the time. So anyway, now that I got that, you know, random moment out of my brain. Hey, y'all. So I hope this podcast finds you well, as always. I hope you're in good spirits, good energies. I hope life is treating you nicely because adulting is whack. So uh, this is actually going to be a dual podcast because if you follow me on Instagram at God Grits and Hips on Instagram, I dropped a message about reciprocity and I said, I'm going to drop a podcast. I literally recorded that podcast like 52, 11 times. Like I've never had to record a podcast so many times. And it was almost to the point of me feeling like I needed to scrap it. I'm like, okay, this is clearly not one of those things that's meant to be. And my hunger was like, no, the message is important. The message is definitely important. So you should get it out there. So I'm going to add it to this podcast, which is about something completely different. But, you know, we're going to multitask and, you know, do what we do. So what I wanted to drop a message about or what the podcast was I struggled with re-recording 12, 11 times is about reciprocity. So reciprocity, everyone knows what reciprocity is for the most part. It's pretty much the give and get of something. You give this and you get this in return. Uh, and vice versa. It can be in any instance. It can be in friendships, relationships, partnerships, uh, business ships, whatever kind of ships. And it's um, like I said, it's pretty much the give and take. I give this, I get this back. So for me, reciprocity has always been an interesting topic because I don't, I'm not always on the great side of reciprocity and not as a giver, but as a receiver. Like I oftentimes tell people that I'm the better friend And I say that not in a cocky way or not in a, oh, you know, big up yourself. No, I've based on actions, based on movements, based on people even saying it to me. Yo, just like you really are a dope friend, like you really do your friends well. And I don't necessarily always get that in return. And it's been something that I've struggled with recently because I'm also the person who won't tell you all the time. If you do something that I don't like, I may not say, yo, I don't like this. I may just create a way to get around this thing you do. Oh, you know, I'll create a bubble or expect it and function differently. And I've learned that that's actually doing a disservice. It may be good in the grand scheme of not making moments uncomfortable or things like that. But in the grand scheme of it, I'm not telling people what I'm actually uncomfortable with, which is not a good thing. So reciprocity has always been an interesting topic for me. Recently, you know, the interwebs, you know, does what it does. So recently I was scrolling on Instagram and I ran across a a video. No rhyme or reason, it just popped up. And it was by Eric E.T., the hip hop preacher. I believe his actual name is Eric Thomas. 
uh, I've run across him before, a super dope guy. Like, I love his delivery. I love that he's very uh, himself, that, you know, you can love God and still be considered hip-hop. Like, the, the balance, he doesn't fall into, quote-unquote, what people feel like you it has to look like to love God or, you know, have faith or worship and all of that. So I like him. In this specific message, he may not have been talking to the me's. He was, you know, probably talking about the people who complain about, um, oh, I'm not doing anything if I don't get anything back. Or those who are always looking for giving, 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 excuse me, uh, looking to receive, 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 but never think about the giving. So in the message, one of the things he started with, he was like, God so loved, he gave. For God so loved, he gave. And we know that if you're a scripture reader, we know that that's truthful. He was like, he gave the word in this is give. He had this thing and it was great to him and he loved it, but he loved us so much. And he wanted to show us that so much that he gave, he gave, it was about giving. It wasn't about receiving. And then he went on to, you know, say that we always go, oh, well, what am I going to get back? And how am I going to get this? And he was like, but he gave. It's about giving. He goes, love is about giving. It's about what you do for someone else, how you can help them be better, how you can just unapologetically give, 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 give. So I'm like, okay, I feel you. He was like, you know, we have to get out of the idea of expecting something in return or thinking about what we're going to get back in return. So in it, like, I feel like I had an oop moment, like, Again, I don't know if it was directly for me, but something about it made me have this discussion that I'm having with you guys now. It was like, you know what? You've been struggling with reciprocity, but maybe you're going about this the wrong way. Wanting reciprocity isn't a bad thing. Let's let me not let's make that clear. I'm not saying that wanting reciprocity is a bad thing. It's a it's probably a human quality. It's, you know. We're made in his image, but we're humans. We're human beings. We deal with life a little differently. We see things differently. So it's not a bad thing. But I was asking myself, I was like, Jess, are you are you almost missing out on being able to be your authentic giving self? Because now you feel like you're supposed to get it back. And then it was also a are you sure that you're not getting it back? But you're looking for it to look a certain way or come from a certain person. And I felt seen, y'all. I was like, wait, talk to me nice. And I felt seen because I probably do have a look. It is a, oh, I gave this to Bob and Bob didn't give this thing back to me. But I gave this to Bob. And then later that day, Janet returned something to me that was dope. Or, um, you know, Tom returned something to me that was dope. Or God himself is making sure to replenish me so that I can continue to go forth and be this giver. Maybe I'm looking for it to look and feel a certain way. And oh, if I celebrate your birthday, you have to celebrate my birthday. And I'm almost doing myself a disservice and maybe even, you know, hurting my feelings because I'm restricting how someone is going to return what I do to them. Everybody isn't you. I've been seeing that so often lately. I hate it, but it's true. Everybody is not you. Everybody isn't going to function like you. So that was my boot moment. And then coupled with that, there was a podcast I had seen. Excuse me, not a podcast. There was a video I had seen previously. Um, 
oh my gosh, I don't want to lie about this name. We're going to call him Tim Robbins. And we're going to pray that that's his name, that his name is actually Tim Robbins. And he was doing a seminar and pretty much he was talking about, I think he was talking about saving relationships and marriages. And it was a gentleman in the audience and he was considering divorce. And the guy asked him a bunch, Tim asked him a bunch of questions. He pretty much asked him if his wife is happy. What does he do for free time? Uh, what would his wife say about him? What would his wife say that she wanted him to do? What does he usually use his time on if it's not his wife? And pretty much in it, it came down to the guy does a lot of things, you know, outside of the house. Like he has a band that makes him happy. Like it, I think even talking about it, his eyes lit up some. And... He, you know, he feels restricted sometimes because his wife wants him to do the band less. And then when he asked him about what his wife feels, he said his wife probably feels alone. She probably feels like, you know, I'm not hearing her and things like that. So it pretty much came down to him telling him that there's this thing you want, but you're not acknowledging that there may be this thing you're not giving. Giving. There we were back to giving again. And he gave him a challenge. He said 90 days. He said for 90 days, do everything your wife wants you to do. Do everything that speaks into her, everything that makes her feel loved, that makes her feel happy, that lights up her eyes the way your your eyes light up when you talk about your band. He goes for 90 days. He goes, I don't care what it makes you feel. I don't care if it's, you know, you're like, oh, but what about me? No, this is not about you. This is about her. He goes, and after the 90 days, if you still don't feel like she's giving you what you need, then you can file for divorce. He said this, he said, because when you give of yourself unapologetically and you pour into someone else, he goes, naturally, if that person feels a way about you or if that person loves you or care, they're naturally going to want to return the feeling they're getting. So you make me feel so happy and I just feel so abundantly loved that I want to make you feel that way. So he pretty much was explaining to him that You do all of this and there's going to be a day when your wife is going to tell you, go, go be with the band because I know you love that because she wants you to feel what she feels. And it's easy for her to return it now because she knows that you care about her and knows that her feeling loved and being loved is important to you because you've shown it. So again, it was about giving. It was about completely not caring about what it is for you and yourself and instead giving, 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 giving. And like I said, it was definitely a oop moment when I put them together because I don't have a problem giving. So I want to make that clear. I don't have a problem giving. Um, I may even give when I'm not supposed to. I don't like this person. This person may not, you know, handle me the way I like, but I feel like giving and my spirit says to give. So I'm going to give. Um, I'm going to do something. And it it just made me go that there may be a different way to think about this thing called reciprocity. It's very human. It's very standard to want something in return. It's, it's nothing wrong with that, but there may be uh, a disservice that's being done by it having a look or you feeling like it has to come back from, you know, the same person or it has to come back the same way. So let's be a little more lenient. And I say this lightly, don't get out of hand. (laughs) Let's be a little more lenient in, I guess, the way we look at reciprocity and let's be a little more giving. Just give, 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 give because you want to give because your spirit says give because you think it'll make them happy. Just give genuinely and unapologetically. Give, 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 give and God, the universe and uh, your guardian angels are going to give it back to you uh, through someone, through events, through blessings. You're going to get them back. So go out there, be a giver. Uh 
different way to think about reciprocity. Boom. So got that message out since it needed to be out. And now we're going to go into what this podcast is really about. So most of you, if not, then you're going to go look it up after this. Know that our um, beloved Beyonce released an album in time and in line with her, with the re-release of The Lion King. So in releasing that, there was a song, there were a bunch of songs. It was actually a beautiful album. If, you know, we talk about it as a whole, it was definitely a beautiful album. But in this specific instance, we're only going to talk about our song with our, you know, our niece, Blue Ivy, Brown Skin Girl. I love it. I love the song. I love that it was done. I love the message. I love that she did it. And, you know, there wasn't any big hoopla about it. This is here. This is the album. It's on here. Go forth and receive it. I love the reactions that people had to it. Like there was a video that um, Lupita of Lupita, excuse me, of Lupita listening to the song and hearing her name and the joy, the joy that was on her face was so amazing to see. So it brought me to a conversation that I don't know if I've ever had with myself. And I'm going to give you a little background. So I I am a brown skin girl. I would probably be considered, and this is so, even having to have this conversation or having these descriptions is so interesting to me because we categorize things so much. But just to give you clarity, because you don't physically see me, I'll continue. So I'm a brown skin girl. I may be considered, I guess, on the milk chocolate spectrum. Someone may consider me dark skin, but I'm a brown skin girl. I have a decent amount of melanin. I'm past the light uh, spectrum, may not be on the full uh, dark skin spectrum, but that's me. I am one of four children. I have a brother who's probably around the same complexion I am. And I have two younger sisters who are way lighter than I. One um, is my vanilla sister. And I mean that, you know, in the most love, she's very light with gray eyes. And she might be, hmm, if I had to, trying to figure out who I could even give you a complexion comparison to. Maybe an Amber Rose. She's very light. She is a very light uh person. And then I have my smallest of sisters who is, I guess we can call her but a pecan. She's um she's also light skinned, but she has a little more melanin to her, a little more tone. So if you see, usually I'm with my sisters. Oh, and then if I include my mother, my mother is uh a Spanish lady and she is probably also considered like a butter pecan rican she has um she has some tone to her some uh melanin she's not you know as vanilla as the other sister but they're light if you put us all together i stand out without a doubt and um my dad also is yeah they're all kind of butter pecan for the most part he's you know butter pecan southern almond color so if you put us together as a family hey there's this chocolate girl. And there were points when my sisters would run into, let's call them, let's say issues as a light word. Let's just say issues. Um, it may not be considered that, but that's what I'm using. So let's rock with it. So they used to run into issues in school because of things people would say. Like they would see me come pick them up and be like, oh, is that your babysitter? Oh, is that your nanny? Who's that black girl? 
And for them, they live in a household. They lived in a household with me. So it's like, what do you mean? Like, why why are you singling her out like that? Why Why is it weird for you to think that she's related to me? Why do you go to these other instances? So I used to tell them to say things like, oh, you know, I fell in chocolate when I was smaller or um, like little jokey things. They're like, oh, no, you know, we picked her up from the circus and not circus to be relative to monkeys and animals like that. But just the we used to always say, um, you know, I picked them up on the side of the road or things like that. Oh, I found them one day at the circus. So not in an offensive, oh, I had to be a monkey. That's It's not that. That's not what we're saying. So it was just little things for them that they found silly saying, but it made them feel less bothered by the fact that they kept being questioned about who this brown lady or this brown girl was. So there was that. And then there was the, you know, when we're all out together and they were like, oh, is that your actual sister or that's your daughter. Um, And my mother is fluent in Spanish. So there were even points when she would be on a bus or train or traveling with me and someone would speak in Spanish. And because even though for me, and this is odd, um, pausing a little bit, my mother looks Spanish to me. And it may be because I know she's Spanish. And so in my head, she looks Spanish, but she doesn't always appear that way to other people. So they will have these conversations in Spanish, not knowing that she's fluent. So, you know, they would say things like, oh, you know, I wonder if the dark one is hers. Maybe, you know, she adopted her or whatever. And then she would reply back in Spanish. No, she came out of me. Like, and even sometimes in a vulgar sense, she was like, no, she came out of my actual, you know, uh, like I said, in the vulgar sense. So she would specify where I came out of. So those have been things that I've known about or been privy to. And when it happened with my sisters, I'm um, I'm 13 and a half years older than my sisters and 15 and a half years older than the smaller one. So I was older already. I was already, you know, grown. I was an adult. I, it wasn't something that necessarily rubbed me the wrong way. I just would explain to them that not everybody has a household that looks like ours. Not everybody has a rainbow household. Not everybody has, you know, multiple family members who have different complexions. So I, I've i experienced things that had to do with me being a brown girl, me being a brown woman. And I don't know if I remember as a child ever feeling a way about it. I don't feel like I ever felt like I didn't want to be dark. Or I want it to be light. I never felt that. Like I always remember loving the skin I was in. But then this song comes out. And it doesn't make me not love the skin that I am in. But I cannot. There has not been a time where I've listened to this song. And I have not either cried. Or. Wanted to cry. And. um, It made me realize that I needed to hear this. Like I needed this message to be heard. And even though I've never had an instance with my complexion, I know there have been times with my hair. I have, um, let's call it 4C. I really don't know what kind of hair I have. I've never tested it. I have hair, okay? It's hair. So let's do the comparison again. My sisters have what would be deemed more of the Spanish hair, the long curly hair, that, you know, pretty much once you wet it, it can go into waves and it's, you know, not such a, a scary thing. The little one probably more so than the big one, but 
you know, you could go in, get some rollers in a Dominican shop and they not look at you like, whoa, mommy, we can't do that. Whereas and I can go in and have my fro and they be like, no, you know, we can't do it. And I'd be like, miss, stop. Please wet my hair before you go into this big judgment thing. And they'll go and wash it away. And they'd be like, oh, no, your hair is okay. And I'm like, I know. So I have the mix of, you know, black Spanish hair. It probably leans a little more to the black in the sense of how it may dry or how it sits. And um, even that is also a little stereotypical because there isn't a standard hair. But, you know, let's rock with it. And um, like I've had my actual biological father, like when he took me years ago, his girlfriend at the time was a beautician. And, you know, she straightened my hair and she was like, you never considered a perm. It was like a you have this hair and what are we doing with it? And again, I loved my hair. My hair went to ponytails. It was long. It was fluffy. It was beautiful to me as a child. And there were points, though, there were definitely points when I can remember my hair being an insecurity. Someone going, oh, well, you know, it could be straight or making it seem like because it wasn't as manageable that it wasn't as good or because it wasn't as manageable, you know, they didn't want to be bothered with it. It it made it come off like it was a hassle. So that is absolutely something I remember. Uh, there have even been points I want to say when I was older, when I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it's frustrating. I was almost even frustrated with my hair because I wanted to be able to do certain things with it. And I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, this is what people say about the maintenance of it. So that's also, you know, she mentions a line in there about that too, about hair. But I can, like I said, I, I didn't know I needed to hear it until I could not cry. Until I couldn't feel, I I could not wait. There was no moment that I wanted to wait to have a little brown girl who I could do her hair while that's playing. Or who I could, you know, laugh and talk and joke with in the house. And, you know, we're playing mommy daughter and that's playing in the background. Who I wasn't singing that to. Like it just became such a beautiful thing and such a necessary thing to hear. And it's sad that, you know, brown women for the most part, black women for the most part, we are rainbow. We have spectrums. We have, you know, women who fall under the albino spectrum and they are uh, still black women. And then we have women who are, you know, rich blackberry complexions and they're, you know, completely opposites. But there's so many other colors that fall into that rainbow line with them that exist and that still make them brown women. But there's such a division. There's the light skin versus dark skin and light skin women are, you know, evil or dark skin women are ugly or you're cute for a dark skin girl or you're, you know, um, light is right or light is in. And it sucks that that exists and that there's a divide and that as a whole, African-Americans and black people as a whole are already up against so much outside of their race uh, with other races, with America and job and corporate that we have this thing that exists within, but it does and you hear it and you're privy to it. And even if it doesn't necessarily hurt you specifically in the moment, something like this can remind you of how much you wish you heard that you were beautiful. Like you wish that there was a standard that you were beautiful. So I was so incredibly thankful and I was so happy to have this song and this anthem that was for us. Like it was for me. And like I said, it, it made me so proud to hear, like I automatically smile 
And it makes me, you know, so teary eyed to, you know, hear the compliments and hear the your beautifuls and hear this song that says, you know, you're wonderfully made and you're bomb and that's okay. And uh, I didn't know I needed it. I didn't know I needed it until it happened. And there was even a, oh, an artist, I don't know if she's from London, she's from somewhere else. And she decided to remake the song for lighter women. And I was actually glad to see like you're free, your artistry is free to do whatever it was. But I was actually glad to see women go, why did you do this? Why did you find it necessary to do this? And even women who are lighter were like, sis, we get praise all the time. Like you can see some magazines like you, we are, we're more prominent. Why did you take this moment away from them? Like this wasn't necessary. And I love to see the unity and the stop, like stop feeling like we always have to battle. Like, why couldn't you let these brown skinned girls have this? Why did you feel like you needed to go old light skinned girls? If you do a poll and you ask, you're heard, you're seen, you're talked about. Let these chocolatey women, you know, get theirs. So I appreciated that too. So this this was really just a a touch on sometimes not even knowing that you needed to hear something or not even being aware that there was, there might've been a little hurt about, you know, things you've experienced or things you heard or how you're viewed in society. And, you know, this thing triggering it, this was a, a thank you to Beyonce. This was a thank you to anybody who's ever out loud and openly loved on black women and loved on our, you know, our more chocolatey women. It was a thank you to the men who love them. It was a thank you to the men who big them up. Thank you to the women who, you know, call them gorgeous and who aren't in competition with them. It was just a thank you and a reminder to, you know, be better across the board to not create this divide in colorism and to, you know, just love, love you and love your fellow uh, woman and love your fellow man and love your fellow chocolate and love your fellow, you know, butter pecan and just love them um, genuinely. And yeah, like it felt good. And I was happy about it. And I'm glad that it's out there in the universe now. And I'm glad that a little brown girl can go and find a song about her. And I'm glad, you know, Lupita can be referenced on how beautiful she is with her, you know, chocolate blackberry skin. I'm just glad. I'm super, super glad that it exists and super glad that it's there. And I'm glad to even have had the reminder that, hey, maybe you needed to hear this and now you can, and now you can put it on repeat and you can start your day. And there's actually a performance I'm planning to do. And I think that's going to be what I walk out to. And I have it to walk out to now and it's there. So, that was pretty much what I wanted to talk about today. Those two things, put them into one, you know, mix it all up. But if you haven't, go listen to Brown Skin Girl by Beyonce. Uh, listen to the entire uh, album from The Lion King. It's a very dope album. It touched on a lot of things, Afrobeats. It was just very beautifully done. So, yeah, reciprocity, different viewpoint on it. Um, Don't always feel like you got to get it back the way you, you know, expect it in your head or from the specific person. And, you know, brown skin, love brown skin. 
uh, be unapologetic in your brown skin. You are beautiful. You are loved. Um, your skin is glorious. Uh, your sister's skin is glorious, who may be a little lighter. Your other sister's skin is glorious, who's a little darker. But, you know, there is a place for you. You are not, you know, settled for. You are glorious. You are amazing. And I love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, go forth, be great. And I'll see you next time.